This conference will now be recorded. Good morning. Hello, hello. Ann Ortley's weekly weather for the week of May 14th, 2023 to May 21st. The eclipses are leaving. The eclipses are leaving, which means we are uh, getting the wrap up for the six weeks that we've been in eclipse season. But more importantly, as they leave this week and go towards that new moon in Taurus at the end of the week, it's going to be very intense, super intense week. We have three planets changing signs this week. We have a lot of activity on that node, and we are just, it's going to be wild and crazy. So buckle up, hang on, and you know me, I try and be positive astrologer, because, you know, I believe we're here to learn how to work with these aspects, but this is a pretty intense week. We, we, there may be, may be things going on we can't work with. So that's okay, nothing wrong with that. But when we have that kind of week, we just know, hey, I'm not in charge, you know? And of course, uh, we start the week um, with the moon in Aries and Venus is still out of bounds in Cancer and Mars is in Cancer, right? Uh, so they both report into Venus in Aries or moon in Aries, which means the Libra planets and the Taurus planets all are Aries which makes all those Taurus planets that we have super, super strong. And they're also very feisty. And because the moon is in Aries running the Venus out of bounds, there's out of bounds energy and Venus rules out of bounds. She rules the Taurus planets, So they're out of bounds. And then we have the sun coming to the fixed star and beheading Algol, the star of death, the star of piles of, I know I'm laughing, but I'm kind of like, eh looking at it, trying to report on it in a way that we go, piles of death. And that does not sound fun. That does not sound fun. But <clears throat> the sun is on Algol on the same day that the moon is in Aries. So it does look pretty uh, dicey up there in the heavens. Um, and of course, last time Algol happened, June, Venus in Gemini, out of bounds, was swinging her, uh, swinging her hammer of Thor and to Uranus. And... But, and aspecting Algol, and we had the beheadings, right? We had the beheadings of folks, uh, Car Tucker Carlson and Don Lemon. So now we're going to be watching this beheading energy very carefully to see, you know, what happens and who leaves. And of course, eclipses are times when karma pulls us together. Our, our lights are pulled together with the nodes of fate and encouraged to uh, change direction and Mercury just changed direction on Sunday and he will be clearing his retrograde shadow through May 31st so we have a lot of intensity up there and uh, a lot of ghosts still kind of check in and see how we're doing but that Mercury because he's in Taurus is also answering to a very fiery Venus out of bounds reporting to Mars and Aries so it's a fierce sky you know, they keep making noise <clears throat> about the Ukraine invention in, you know, the Ukraine spring and the summer offense, spring offensive. This may be the week it starts because of the intensity up there. So we also have uh, three planets changing signs this week. So we see here Mercury stationing direct. We see the Mars trying Neptune. We see uh, Jupiter entering Taurus. That's going to be until uh, May of 20, May 26th of 2024. Pluto and Jupiter in a square. That's going to take us back to November of 2020. The Sun and Neptune in a sextile. Mercury and Ven Mercury and Saturn in sextile number three. Sun Mars entering Leo, and Mars is going to be in Leo until July 9th. 
And Mars opposite Pluto, well, that's a war aspect right there, never a fun one. And then Sun entering Gemini, and then Sun trining Pluto. Lot, a lot, a lot, big deal, big deal up there in the sky. So those are our, that's our overview. And remember, you can get all these dates to plan ahead on my uh, year ahead uh, program sold on my website because you get this sheet of dates. So you can mark like, hey, this is going to be a really intense week. You would have been able to write that like back in January or you can do it for the rest of the year now. All right. Mercury retrograde, as we know, we just he just stationed direct on Sunday night and now he's going forward till May 31st. He entered his shadow on April 7th. And he stationed direct on May 4th. He went retrograde on the 21st of April, and he clears his shadow on the 31st. So everything from April 7th to April 21st that came up, now we're resolving and figuring out, right? So, And we're going to watch Taurus things, Taurus's words and communication. So last night, uh, they announced that Vice uh, was going bank, filed for bankruptcy. And it was one of the first uh, social media media companies, or so for one of the first media companies on the internet. BuzzFeed uh, died before. I remember Sagittarius' uh, publishing. Uh, so Mercury, um, Pluto and Sag helped publishing things, but now that Pluto just went into Aquarius, we're really seeing the uh, financial dynamics of news and how it's changing and shifting. And of course, people were really irritated last week with the Trump uh, appearance on CNN, but as other people pointed out, CNN made a lot of money by doing that. So we do have our media, you know, controlled by big corporations. So you know, you have to kind of figure out, like Mer Mar Mercury in retrograde made us look and go, huh, Mercury's in Taurus, wants money, Venus is out of bounds in Gemini? All right, I hear you. Or Venus is out of bounds in Cancer, I hear you. So the energy here is, your sources, pay attention, listen to your goes. People show back up, talk to you about stuff. You're thinking about people from your old time. A lot of people have been reporting to me big dreams, like these really intense dreams and, you know, uh, dreaming about their ex-husband and he wants to get fr we friendly again. And they're like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. It's Mercury retrograde on the, on the opposite the South Node. It was, it was a hard divorce, but friends, you want to be friends? You know, so it's interesting. Just Remember, what the universe does is gives us all these energies, all these experiences that come to us through people, come to us through how we connect. That's how we learn. Uh, and so you just take the information and don't just look at it and go, huh, huh, let me, let, me think, let me think about that. And I would encourage you thinking about that rather than acting this week because the planets of emotion and feelings, our Venus, which is what we desire, and our Mars, which is what, how we get what we want, they're both in, in, in Cancer. So every time the moon changes, they're going to really be emotional. And the first part of the week, the moon is in Aries. So they are really reacting emotionally. And uh, you want to kind of just watch for that reaction and, you know, maybe just think about it for a second rather than, you know, um, flying off and doing some kind of martial thing with the moon in Aries. Moving fast. It's also fast news. One of those, you know, those weeks where we get lots of news going zoom, zoom, zoom. Plus all the planets changing. That gets us a lot of activity. So as I mentioned, Mercury stationed direct last night, uh, May 14th, Sunday. And because I'm recording this Monday because I was, <laughs> I have a cold again, another cold. And I was really tired last night, so I went to bed. Um, 
to record bright and early in the morning. Mercury stations direct, uh, so it is now moving forward, and he's going to make pass three. Now, remember, Mercury right now is in this lovely little minor grand trine. He is uh, he is sextile to Venus, who's pulling away, but he also is uh, trine to the Saturn, which he will have a third trine to Saturn this week. So Mercury is talking to Saturn, saying, okay, we have this new structure. Now that you're in Pisces, what are we going to do? Venus is out here. She she was talking to Mercury and Saturn last week, trying to figure out, well, what is it we're going to grow and what are we going to bring out because she's trying to Saturn, right? So remember, the personal planets help the outer planets deliver their news or deliver their, deliver their desired effects. Next up, today, on Monday, Mars trines Neptune. So it's magical. It's an energy of partnering and relationship and taking action. Mars is in Cancer, trining Neptune in Pisces, but Moon is in Aries. So Mars is actually technically feeling like an Aries as he trines that Moon. But water trines are flowing, connected, related. They have a lot of um, juicy energy to them. Mars is at the last degrees of a sign, right? Of He's at 27, so he's going to be forming an aspect to Jupiter and, and to Mars, and he's also going to shift signs this week and go into Leo, which gives him a whole different head. He's turning from emotional and sensitive in Cancer into Leo, like, I'm the king, you should notice me, da-da-da. So Mars and Leo is puffy. A lot of people are going to get their hair colored or their hair done when Mars changes sign. I used to have an assistant that would always, uh, she, was an, uh, she was an actress, so she was always very careful with her hair days. And she had Venus and Virgo, so she would... Uh, she would always pick like a day to get the hair done, right? That worked well because she had a lot of Leo and it tended towards red, you know, when people fiddled around with her hair. And so this is going to be a day people are going to go get red hair or pink hair or take action around their hair, cut their hair uh, because Mars is trining Neptune. They have a vision, they have an idea, and then they're going to act on it later this week. And with the square to Aries, uh, Jupiter to Aries, and then going into Leo, plan on uh, having. Um, the hair be a little redder than you like, or a, a brighter color, you know, because it's a uh, Mars is cutting hair too, right? So, but also emotionally, we're going to be working with that Mars trying Neptune, very feeling energy. Next up, Jupiter enters Taurus. That's going to happen on Tuesday uh, around 1:20 in the afternoon. Now we are going from Jupiter being in a fire sign since he went in there last May. He was there for the spring, uh, May May through June. And then he went retrograde. And then in December 21st, he went back into Aries. And he's been in Aries since December 21st. And so everybody's like, it's going so short. I'm like, well, he had a little time in Aries last spring, but then he went back into Pisces, right? Now he's going into Taurus. And he is going to be in Taurus straight shot until May 26, 2024. Think of it. He's going from matches into fixed Earth. Look at how big... The earth bar, for those of you who follow on YouTube, the earth bar is out of control, huge, and the fixed bar is out of control. You are going to feel like everything comes screeching to a halt when Jupiter goes into Taurus because he's leaving madcap Mars and he's breaking rapidly, you know, into Taurus. Taurus is slow. It's the sign of the cow and the bull. Now, that doesn't mean they don't charge. They do. I grew up uh, near a cow pasture in upstate New York, and my dog this season, in springtime, everything melts. He would go over and roll in the cow manure in the creek. Come home smelling like a dog that rolled in manure. And my mother would be like, oh, 
she'd go out, she'd hose the dog down, and then the dog would go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he would go, yeah, I'm going back to the cow manure and rolling in it, come back, smelling like cow manure again. So we're going, we're doing that. We're going from Jupiter and Aries into the cow manure. Remember, the cow manure, all those Taurus planets right now are answering to an out-of-bounds Venus in Cancer. She's over the top. And Venus in Cancer is answering to the moon in Aries. They're actually working together. So uh, the dog goes, yeah, time for more cow manure. Finally, it melted. I can roll around in it. Uh, a lot of people call it dog poop season. I was installing a system for Pepsi up in Anchorage uh, when I was back in my last gig, my last big gig corporately. And they called it dog poop month because the snow melts and there's dog poop everywhere. So the <laughs> so Jupiter and Taurus, you're, you're planting things. It's time for things to grow. And they will very rapidly. Uh, and of course, the energy as Jupiter goes into Taurus answers to that out-of-bounds Venus. So that does suggest fast, rapid growth this year because this is the ingress chart for Jupiter. And the, you know, for, for the chart cast for DC, it's a Virgo rising answering to that Mercury very strong. Mercury's up there next to the node of fate next to Jupiter. So it's a very intense Jupiter and Taurus. Normally, um, it's, you know, Jupiter and Taurus is a little placid. You know, the cows chew the cud and rub against the, rub against the uh, thing. But these cows might charge. And so, you know, just be aware that, you know, if you're in the cow pasture and something's coming at you, you want to move quick. And this energy is a quick Jupiter on the north node. So it also is justice. It's in the justice house. Let's watch for some indictments. Let's watch for some information on the Justice Department. We have the Supreme Court currently embroiled in a little bit of a hoo-ha. And uh, Harlan Crow has said, I'm not going to talk to you Congress people who want to know what, how much money I gave Clarence Thomas. So we can see this is a feisty fighting energy, right? So it's not, not going to be your placid Jupiter and Taurus year, which is okay. We're changing signs. And of course, when Jupiter goes into Taurus, the next thing he does is he squares Pluto, right? Because Pluto's at zero of Aquarius. So Jupiter squares Pluto. Now, the last time, so we go back and we think about what happened the last time that happened. Again, look at how big the Earth bars are. Earth bar huge, fixed bar huge, no air in the sky. There's no communication. It's feeling, it's physical, it's got no words. And when they talk, you're gonna go, oh, can't, I don't have any words, I just have feeling. Mercury's at an earth sign, basically stopped in the sky, he just went direct. So there's feeling, but there's not words to go behind it. And remember, feelings are actually how we motivate things. So back to Jupiter square Pluto. Jupiter squares Pluto. So we look back to when they joined, remember uh, November, December of 2020. Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto all hung out in 2020, that was COVID. And they brought the, uh, the pandemic and the global shutdown because they were on a world point, 22 and a half Capricorn. And we were all starting to get out of it. The vaccine had been invented in November of 2020. And Saturn was shifting out of Capricorn and leaving and going into Aquarius. And I did this whole scenario, if you were listening to the podcast back then, this whole scenario where um, Jupiter was saying goodbye to uh, Pluto and Saturn's out in the car, running the car, waiting for her to come. And they had this little goodbye thing. And Jupiter said to Pluto, I'll see you in 13 years. 
And Pluto said, I'm going to miss you. And Jupiter said, I know it was great fun causing a pandemic around the world and disrupting the supply chain and killing lots of people. Didn't we have fun? And, you know, the, the party's over kind of energy. So she hopped in the car with Saturn and took off. That was in November of 2020, right? And there was a leave taking. There was a letting go. There was a releasing, right? And th that story shifted. Now Jupiter is squaring uh, Pluto in his new sign because he's now left Capricorn and just gone into Aquarius. So she's like, honey, welcome to the new neighborhood. You're going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. I'll see you later. But she's having a square to him. So squares activate. So the stuff from 2020 is back up. And remember, that's when Jupiter and Saturn met up at zero Aquarius on December 20th of 2020 to say to us, here's your next 20 years. And of course, we had the elections then. We had the riots shortly thereafter at the Capitol. And now Jupiter squares Pluto. So this is action around how this, the stories that went down in November of 2020 in your own life in the country's life, and Jupiter's in Earth, out of air, out of, out of fire, where it's been the last year. Now, fire is the boots on the ground. Jupiter in Taurus, that's the guys in the suits. So we can expect some news on the January 6th investigations. We just saw the Justice Department yesterday with Jupiter in Taurus in the ninth house. But we see that opening square. So think in your own life back to November, December of 2020, what was going on then, because the gang is working together and getting all this stuff out in the world. So it's pretty intense. And it's an opening square, which means we have to take action on something. And at this point, the moon has gone into Taurus, which is helpful because the moon in Taurus next to Mercury is going to be take strategic action. Don't take any wild action. Sun is still on Algol, getting off of it. Uh, but it also encourages us to be a little more strategic because now that the moon is in Taurus, it's still running the Mars in Cancer, reporting to that, and also uh, Venus in Leo, reporting to the moon in Taurus. So the Taurus moon calms everything down and makes us a little more strategic. And we're, But we are taking action on the stuff from January of 2020, or no, November, December of 2020. Next up, Sun is sextile Neptune. That's going to happen on, two, on Thursday. So the Sun's in Taurus, sextiling Neptune, great. We're ready to go. We're ready to work on that dream. We're ready to move forward. Sun's happy in Taurus, answering to a lovely little Venus out of bounds, answering to the Moon in Taurus. Venus and the Moon are in the lovely sextile. So this is actually a nice day. Uh, that's going to be Thursday. And it has that sense of, oh, yeah, I have a dream. I have a vision. Go listen to inspirational speeches. Listen to inspirational music. Dance, dance, dance. Go listen to a concert. You know, it's the season when there's parades in New York. There's always parades uh, starting in May. There's also street fairs. It's a, it's a day to get out. Go to the garden. Go have fun. Sun sextile Neptune. What is your dream? Absolutely no fire in the sky. None. No fire, all earth, all fixed earth. Move your furniture, change your life, shift things. That's going to be the day I get back uh, to the, no, no, actually it's next week, never mind. Uh, so the sun sextiles Taurus is all about beautification, or sun sextiles Neptune, all about beautification, making it pretty, making it nice, making you happy. Next up, third, third sextile of Mercury to Saturn. He had past one, past two, past three during the, his Mercury retrograde. 
bringing up histories, memories from your past. This is his third pass of three. He sextiles Saturn. He is forming, um, uh, forming an opening sextile, which encourages us to step forward. Venus is at the very edge of leaving that minor grand trine, but Mercury stimulates it a third time and brings to light something you hadn't thought of before. And you go, oh, wow, I forgot about that. With a little bit of fire in the sky, with this energy, not a lot, just a smidge, but it's really earth and water. So earth and water make mud, they're very fertile. So whatever that Mercury, Venus, Sun, Saturn are talking to you about, this is a fertile idea you should move forward with. And you may have had a little bit of a, oops, I forgot something, or oops, I forgot to do it. But now the energy's kind of juicy and Jupiter and Mercury are sitting on the midpoint of the North Node of fate. So if you get an offer, you get a contract, you make a decision, you decide to write a book, you decide to do something that you're going to grow, this is the day to sign up because Mercury's direct. In my case, I'm going to go get a new cell phone because my cell phone's starting to get a little wild. Um, I've been waiting, waiting, and I've also got weird things going on with my computer. I'm going to go do my computer stuff that day because that's a lovely day to get exactly what you want and to be like, it's going to last, it's going to last a while, I'm like happy, and it's on that north node in Jupiter. So if I upgrade from my little iPhone 7 to like a bigger iPhone, you know, watch for watch for the dream of what you want to create. I'm actually going to research it. I'm going to wait to buy it until the new moon. So, and the new moon is on Friday at 11.53 a.m. Sun and moon meet up at 28 Taurus. Uranus is up there at 19. Taurus and the sun and moon meet up. New moon, there's remember there's a new moon in your chart every month. This new moon is at 28 Taurus. Look at where that is. It's in a lovely sextile to Mars and Cancer. So it's a juicy moon to get stuff done. We still have Mercury in a working sextile with Saturn. Again, this is very much an accomplishing new moon. It has ideas, it has visions, it has purpose of what it wants. Jupiter and Pluto had their little conversation about Remember what we said we were going to do in 2020? Have we done it? No. Well, maybe we need to get busy and do it. And now that Jupiter's in Taurus, he's like, I'm I'm in builder mode. Builder, builder, builder. Because Taurus builds things. You know any Tauruses, they don't necessarily move quickly, but they get the job done once they're into it. So that energy of that new moon is on May 19th, and it's at 28 Taurus. And it's got a nice little dance with Neptune. The, the, the sun and the moon are in what we call a minor grand trine. So the sun and moon are trying to Neptune. And they're trying, uh, they're, they're sextile to Neptune rather. And they're sextile to Mars. And Mars and Neptune are in a trine. So earth and water and uh, makes mud, makes things grow. Very fertile end of the week. And of course that marks the end of eclipse season because we have that new moon. So the shifts and changes have taken place and we're in a new we're in a new direction. Next up, Mars enters Leo on Saturday, May 20th, and he's going to be in Leo until June 22nd, 2023. Now, Mars has been in Cancer, right? And he was out of bounds in Cancer. Remember he was out of bounds for months in Gemini. <laughs> now he's in Leo. He's loud, he's proud, and he's clear. He's also going to be opposite Pluto. Right, and he's also going to square Jupiter. There is a grand uh, T-square forming in the sky in fixed signs. If you include the node of fate, it's a grand cross. This is big. It's a fixed road crossing with fighting, 
with Jupiter, Mars, Jupiter accelerating, and Mars, Pluto. Again, this is why I'm thinking the Ukrainian offensive kicks up this week. With that Mars and Leo, we're going to roar, roar, coming in. And we're not going to talk about it anymore. We're going to do it. And the moon is in Gemini, right? So Venus in Gemini is counter-offensive, two offensives. There are going to be two fronts in this war. But also moon in Gemini is taking that Venus out of bounds in Cancer and encouraging her to step forward. So now all those Gemini planets are, I'm sorry, all those Taurus planets are answering to Venus, answering to an out-of-bounds, out-of-bounds Venus, but also answering to a Gemini moon-ruled Venus. So there's a lot, and moon and Venus are in mutual reception. So there's a lot of ideas, write them down. You're not going to get them all done, but write them down, write them down, write them down. Also, Vesta's on a world point, time for a new home, time for a change of home. Are you moving? Are you going to watch other people move? You're changing your home, you're changing your body, because there's a lot of energy around that. So this is a really interesting uh, forward motion, and that's going to be on Saturday. Mars going into Leo till June 22nd, and he's then going to go through all your planets from a Mars and Leo point of view. Like, are you acting and doing what you love? If you're not doing what you love, you need to change it. No more whining and complaining. Sorry, Mars and Cancer. I know you get upset when I say that about you. No more whining and complaining about Mars and Cancer. No more changing your mood every two days. Now we're going to respond to the sun. However, the sun's about to go into Gemini. So now we're going to respond to the sun in Gemini. And we're going to do two things at the same time because we haven't really decided 100%. But we're going to commit to doing stuff. We're out the door. We're going back to the cow pasture, rolling in the manure one more time. And about the third or fourth time my mother hosed the dog off, she was like, I'm just going to lock him in the garage. <laughs> you know? And Andy, to her credit, oh, she loved that cow pasture. And she was a little black dog, right? She, she was a mutt. Uh, Lollipop Farm is where she came from. And Andy was a great dog, except in the spring when she rolled around in the cow poop. Um, and then it was, it was like a three-week battle, my mother and the dog. And that dog, you know, she'd hold the collar and the dog would and hose him off in the front yard. and and then Andy would go right back to that cow pasture. Um, so that's the energy, right back to the cow pasture, Mars opposite Pluto, it's a T-square, it's a stuck energy, it's all four of you pulling up to the crossroads at the same time trying to figure out where to go. Next up on uh, Saturday after Mars enters Leo, he opposes Pluto and he sets off that T-square, right? And so that's big, Mars and Pluto is a war aspect if you have Mars and Pluto in your chart, you know this, but all of us are going to have a little war energy in our chart with Mars opposite Pluto squaring the Jupiter, squaring the nodes. And it's a cross, grand cross, if you like to include nodes in your planetary picture. If you don't, it is a uh, T-square. Either way, it shoots into the Scorpio house because that's the empty place, clearing stuff out. And then the sun enters Gemini on Sunday, May 21st. And it will be in Gemini until uh, June 22nd, 2023. So I think I said this incorrectly because Mercury is still in its retrograde shadow. Mars is going to be in Leo until July 9th. July 9th, July 9th. I think I said that wrong. And the sun is going to be in Gemini until June 22nd. Apologies, I have all these notes here and I'm not reading them well. But anyway, uh, so the sun enters Gemini for 30 days. We're in the spring part of spring, the mutable part. Uh, and now we have a little bit more fire in the air because Mars is in a fire sign, right? So he's feisty and communicating. And he is in a trine to Pluto on Sunday also. So he's trining Pluto and he's saying to Pluto, okay, so what are our plans again? 
And so they're planning. It's a planning energy when the sun trines Pluto after he enters Gemini. So I do apologize. I think I said that wrong. Jupiter is going into Taurus until May 26, 2024. Mars is going into Leo until July 9th of 2024. The sun is going into Gemini until June 22nd of 2023. Mars is July 9th of 2023, 2023. Mercury, you can see Mercury is very afflicting my chart right now, right? It is, it's right on my stuff, making me a little crazy. Uh, June 22nd, 2023 is for the sun. Mars is July 9th for the Mars and Leo and Jupiter until May 26th of 2024 for Jupiter and Taurus. So summary, sorry about that. All right, we're having a new moon uh, webinar on May 16th. If you wanna sign up, uh, it'll be up on the website. Not there yet, but it will be up there <laughs> the next day or so. Um, okay, and uh, looking at the aspects this week, the sun goes from 24 Taurus to 0, 12, one till one degree of Gemini. And we covered his big aspects, the sextile to Neptune, the entering of Gemini, and then the trine to Pluto. Mercury is running from 550, uh, where he's stationed direct in Taurus, and he's getting as high as 755 Taurus, activating all your planets between 5 and 755. Uh, and his aspect of a sextile to Saturn is his feature this week. Uh, Venus not doing a whole lot out there. She's got a couple quintiles to creative planets. She's in a, she's in a creative kind of mood. Uh, and she gets as high as 16 Cancer. She's running from 12, 18 Cancer to 16. Mars is running from 27 Cancer to one degree of Leo, five minutes. Mars is busy. He's got that trine to Neptune, asking you to work on the dream. He's entering Leo and he has that fight with Pluto, forming a grand cross or a grand T-square. Fixed, fixed, fixed energy in the heavens. Stubborn dig in. Jupiter going from 29 Aries to one degree, 19 minutes of Taurus. Jupiter, as we mentioned, enters Taurus on May 16th. Uh, he's there till May 26th of 2024. And Mars, I forgot to do him. Mars enters Leo on uh, May 20th and he's there till July 9th. And the sun enters Gemini on May 21st and he's there till June 22nd. Uh, then uh, Saturn's not doing much. He's kind of quiet. Um, and he ends at 6.40 this week. Neptune's not doing much. She's thinking about dreams of partnership and relationship. And the other guys aren't doing much either. The um, series goes from 24 uh, Virgo to 24.38, moving slow because she just went direct. Vesta's moving from 12.58 to 16.31 Taurus. Change that house. Beautify. Gorgeous plants, flowers, paint. Uh, Pallas Athena from 453 um, Leo to 8 Leo, 817 Leo. Uh, Juno, the partnership planet, 17 Gemini to 12, or 7 Gemini to 12 Gemini. And Chiron, 18 Aries to 1824 Aries. Moons this week, as I mentioned, Monday, Tuesday, very intense because the moon is in Aries. Um, and there's a lot of hoo-ha going on up there. Um, so this week the moon is Mercury station direct. The moon was void in Pisces at 10:56 Monday Sunday night. It goes into Aries, went into Aries uh, Monday morning at 3:56 a.m. It was in Aries Monday Tuesday, uh, and it goes void on Wednesday at 5:10 in the morning with a square to Mars. The moon is going to go square to Mars, void square to Mars in Cancer. Arguments, fights. Monday and Tuesday, fight, fight, fight. 
Uh, moon goes into Taurus at 8.28 a.m. on the 17th. It's Wednesday, and it's in Taurus on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, new moon. The moon goes void at 1.51 p.m. on Friday, and it goes void with a sextile to Mars. Um, so that's a nice uh, kind of forward energy in terms of the moon going void, sextiling, um, yeah, sextiling Mars. And then the moon goes into Gemini uh, on uh, 2.48 p.m. on Friday, so just a quick little half an hour, quick little hour-long void moon. It's in Gemini on uh, Friday, and then it's in Gemini on Saturday, where Mars goes into Leo at 11.31 a.m. In, in Gemini moon. And then the Mar Gemini moon is Friday afternoon, sun Friday night, Saturday, Sunday moon goes void at uh, 6.12 p.m., and it goes void with a squared Neptune. And then it goes into Cancer at 11.28 p.m. So the moon is void Sunday night. So the Gemini moon is mixed because it's a square to Neptune. Yes, good or bad, some sadness, some happiness. The Taurus moon is intense because its last aspect um, is, is that uh, sextile to Mars in Aries, right? Uh, is that right? Yeah, okay. Last aspect is a sextile to Mars, 151. Okay. Um, and then the Aries moon is very intense at the beginning of the week. And so hopefully that gives you some ideas about how to work with the energy this week. The whole week's intense, different levels, because we're finishing up eclipse season. A couple of stars, you get this a little daily podcast. That was a lot to keep track of, right? You get a little daily daily thing delivered to you with the aspects for the day, much more detail than I do on this, and how to work with the energy, and a song, a theme song for the day, because I believe life should be accompanied by music at all times. Next up, I'm going to be at Norwalk uh, speaking. I've got three presentations. I was just working on them the other day. I'm going to do a horary workshop on Monday, and then I'm doing a lecture on tertiary progressions, which are very cool. They're a third level of predictive technique, and then I'm doing the future that's evolving, <laughs> which is, you know, uh, what the what all is happening in the heavens above our head, and how we're all changing, evolving, and shifting into this whole new paradigm. And then, of course, the last presentation this year that I have scheduled is June 30th through July 2nd. Uh, not to say there aren't going to be others scheduled, but this is the last one. June 30th to July 2nd at Omega, uh, which is in upstate New York, and that's an in-person. The one with Norwalk is a hybrid, which means you can come in your pajamas. The one at Omega, you have to get up and come up to the beautiful upstate mountains and the streams and the lake and the river. And so that will be, I'll be doing it with uh, four other astrologers, Rick Levine, Lynn Bell, Maurice Fernandez, and Rachel Lang. Whereas when I do Norwalk, there's a whole bunch of us and a whole bunch of astrologers, really good food, great times, and fun. Um, and of course, if you come in your pajamas, you get to watch it on TV. And that's it. I hope you have a great week. And remember, very intense out there, intense days, intense days, intense days, because we are finishing up a really intense eclipse season. And there's just a lot of stuff shifting whenever we have three planets changing signs. And as they each change signs, they're going to talk to Pluto. Uh, so that's also big. You know, the sun's going to be in a sextile to Pluto. Mars is going to be in opposition and Jupiter's going to be in a square. So that's a lot of Pluto this week. Yeah, you, you got it. You're ready. You can handle it. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.